Hey, it's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and welcome to our Journey Through Scripture podcast. Hope you had a good weekend. This is our Tuesday edition, and um, we've just finished up um, with the death and resurrection of, of Jesus, so we have now completed the Gospels. Remember, we're going in a chronological um, order, um, so sometimes we skip around a little bit. Uh, we're going to be in the book of Acts for a while, um, so that's where we're going to be today. We're probably going to look at Acts chapter 1 and 2. Um, but coming uh, out of the Gospels, um, we are now kind of a, a transition period for sure in the, in the New Testament. Um, we are entering into the church age. Um, remember uh, Jesus, whenever he's talking to his disciples in Matthew, the Great Commission, go and uh, take, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, take that to the ends of the earth, to Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Well, the rest of Scripture is about how that message is being taken out, uh, that the church begins to grow. And the church grows rapidly. Um, and it's important to kind of understand why that is. We, we are going to start seeing persecution, and we see persecution early on from um, the, the Jews, that you know, especially the Jewish uh, religious leaders, um, and then later we will see persecution from the Romans. But in the time in between, um, there's actually uh, widespread and a quick growth of uh, Christianity because Rome, they actually saw this, uh, this group of Christians, this new way, they just considered that as a sect of Judaism. And Rome did not really care about your religion. Uh, Rome embraced multiple religions, gods and goddesses, and worshipped them in different ways. Uh, and really, the the thing that was most offensive to them about Judaism as well as Christianity is that the fact that they said there was only one God. Um, and uh, so Rome didn't necessarily have a problem with Christians. It had, it had um, come more or less um, accepted uh, the Jews, as long as they didn't cause problems, right? So, we, and we saw how that impacted Pilate. Um, you know, Pilate just didn't want to cause a riot um, within the Jewish people. Um, so, the Rome would would let uh, countries and people that they captured would let them worship how they wanted uh, to a point. Um, and Christianity would get to that point that it uh, started ticking Rome off. Uh, but for a while. The, the Christianity was allowed to spread very quickly, and it did. Um, and that is what the book of Acts um, chronicles. And um, as we get into Acts, it's important to kind of understand uh, that this is the second volume. Volume one is the Gospel of Luke, um, and then volume two is Acts. So the same writer of the Gospel of Luke also wrote um, Acts. Um, Luke, we know, was a companion of Paul, um, or it certainly appears that way. Um, and and so we, he, he was intimately involved with with this process. He saw it play out. He was a historian, and and so now he is um, writing both the gospel message, so the story of of Jesus and who Jesus is, what he did, uh, talking about his death and resurrection, and then. He is chronicling the uh, spread of the church. Um, and so we're, we're uh, jumping right in in the book of Acts. Um, this is kind of the start of, uh, as I said earlier, the church age. 
That is a time period of about 30 AD to 100 AD, um, some, somewhere in there, uh, ballpark. Um, so by the time we get to Revelation, Revelation was uh, probably written maybe somewhere in the 90s. Um, we, we're not, not fully sure exactly, but uh, that, that may be a, a good estimate. Um, and so what we, what we have here is it's an interesting time period. It's also a time period that is um, verified uh, in, in history through all kinds of archaeological finds um, that verify these accounts. Uh, the book of Acts has lots of places, um, lots of encounters that, that Paul, mainly Paul, has with um, um, uh, different cities and things like that. All of these, uh, so many of these have been verified through, through archaeology, through history, um, that just shows how accurate um, Luke uh, is as he is writing this. And again, it's always important um, to know that these are not just stories. These really happened. Um, and of course, that includes the resurrection. And uh, Acts starts off, Luke, one of the things that's very important to him is that people knew that the resurrection happened. Um, and it, he starts off in the uh, Acts chapter 1, and he says, um, he was taken up, uh, this is uh, uh, verse 2, he was, taken up at, uh, uh, he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles um, whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things per pertaining to the kingdom of God, right? So it was important that they understand that um, this, this really did happen. It was um, an, an event. The resurrection happened. It is what inspires all this. If the resurrection did not happen, if it was something that was made up um, by men, it would not have spread across the known world the way that it did. Um, it just, just wouldn't happen. And this was a, a powerful event. The power of the resurrection, the power of the Holy Spirit is what powered the church growth, the first church growth uh, movement. Um, so as you uh, continue to read in Acts chapter one, again, we're just going to read Acts chapters one and two today. Um, uh, you have um, the disciples kind of picking up where they left off. They are um, Jesus is with them and Jesus is about to ascend. Uh, verse seven, it says, and he said to them, it is not for you to know the time or seasons uh, which the father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So there's J Jesus is saying that, it's said that in Matthew, said that similar thing uh, in Luke. And then in verse nine of Acts chapter one says, now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by him in white apparel, said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into the heavens? Uh, the same Jesus who is taken from you in heaven uh, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. All right, so I, I love the visual of this. Uh, you have all the disciples and followers of Jesus um, as Jesus ascends, they naturally are watching him look up and he just go disappears into the sky. Obviously, you would just be sitting there in in awe. Right. And then <laughs> these two angels show up and said, uh, what are you staring at? Uh, well, 
what do you think we're staring at, right? But the, the angels remind them and kind of snap them out of it. Um, hey, pay attention. You have work to do, right? The same way that he left, he will come back. All that's going to take care of itself. Don't worry about that. You do what you've been called to do now, which is to take this message to Judea, to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Right? And so they go back into Jerusalem. They gather uh, together um, as the disciples. And uh, in Acts chapter uh, 1, uh, verse 8, uh, starting in verse 15, um, it starts, uh, they, they're kind of discussing what to, to do. And they want to add a 12th apostle. Now, remember, so there's always been 12 apostles. Um, but one of them, Judas, betrayed Jesus, and uh, now they need another uh, apostle. I love how it, uh, Luke just kind of inserts there in verse 18. says, Now this man purchased a field with the wages of, of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his entrails gushed out. And it became known to all the dwelling in Jerusalem, so that a field is called, uh, in their own language, uh, field of blood. So he just kind of casually throws out there what happened to Judas, um, maybe as a, a, a reminder. Um, and again, Judas hung himself um, at, at his guilt um, and, and shame. So you have um, Judas has, has died. Now they want to take uh, another 12 is a um, a big number, you know, numbers had importance. Um, the number seven is very uh, important. It's kind of a, a holiness, completeness number. Same thing with the number 12. Also, it, it connects all the way back to uh, the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, now you have the 12, uh, the tw- the 12 tribes of Israel connected to the 12 sons of Jacob. Um, now you have the 12 apostles um, who connect to the new Israel, right? So of what God is now doing as, as a, in, in the kingdom of God, that its foundation is still uh, 12, just as the old was. There's a connection between the old and the new. Uh, the new is not a replacement of the old. It's a continuation. There's a, 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 a connection there. And so they uh, um, select, um, they kind of pray, they narrow it down to two people, they in, end up uh, um, selecting uh, uh, Matthias, Matthias, and he is becomes the twelfth apostle. And really, we don't hear much more of him, but obviously, he had a big part. I thought it was interesting um, the qualifications. Um, they wanted somebody that had been with them, right? So it wasn't. It's not like it was only the twelve following Jesus. There were other people uh, who were there. They were just the main ones. But so they wanted someone who had who had been with them, who had experienced uh, Jesus. Um, but they must have been a witness of his resurrection, right? someone who had seen Jesus. Now that that's important. Why is it? Why would it be important for one of the disciples to be someone who had experienced the resurrection? Not like we've experienced the resurrection. I believe I've experienced the power of the resurrection. Um, I believe the Holy Spirit li- lives in me, that, that I will be with, uh, with God forever um, because I've accepted uh, who Jesus is, what he has done for me. I do believe that. However, I did not see with my own eyes Jesus rise again. 
um, it was important that one of the disciples and, and the replacement disciple had seen Jesus rise again, seen him resurrected. Why is that? Because the disciples knew, um, I think, um, that this was going to be a tough road ahead. It was going to be difficult. And if you weren't completely bought in, right, um, you, you eventually would quit. Um, and it, it, as you look at the history of all the disciples, they end up being martyred for their faith. They are killed for their faith. Well, I, I'm sorry it, if, if this was something that they knew to be false or even if it was something that they just believed to be true. There would be some that under the threat of death would probably renounce and would say, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm backtracking. Um, but the disciples, they knew that what they said and what they were preaching and what they were proclaiming, they knew it was true because they had seen Jesus resurrected. All right. Um, as you can continue on. Um, we get to chapter two, and this is uh, talks about Pentecost. Uh, Pentecost is is uh, during the the festival of the first fruits. Um, it's uh, fifty days after Passover. It was celebrating the wheat harvest, so uh, so Jerusalem would have been packed. Um, the disciples are are there, and you they're gathered in a room, and there's a mighty rushing wind it fills the whole house where they were sitting. Uh, divided, and, and then there were what appeared as uh, tongues of fire um, on each one of them, and then they began speaking um, with uh, with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, um, and then other people who were there that were from all you know all across the the region were able to understand in their own language. So the the miracle, the power here is. Is not necessarily that they were speaking another language, but they were being heard in another language, um, and and it obviously was a uh, a big commotion and a big to do, and uh, people thought um, that they were either prophesying or they thought well, maybe they've been drinking too early. Right, uh, Acts chapter two. Um, I love how it says um, uh, verse seven. Then they were all amazed and marvelled, saying to each other. Look, are not those uh, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Um, right, and uh, and then it just com- uh, goes down a, a list of where people uh, were from, and uh, and then the people said, well, maybe they're just full of new wine, right? So they maybe they've just been drinking a lot, and that's when Peter stands up, uh, verse fourteen. Um, and, and he says, we are not drunk as you suppose in verse 15. Um, it's only the third hour of the day. Right? So he's saying, Hey, even, even us, we didn't start drinking this early. Um, and, and then Peter gives a, a wonderful sermon again of, of making sure to make the point that, look, this is the continuation of the old Testament. He, he uses a passage from Joel uh, verse 17 it says, and it, and it shall come to pass in the last days that I'll pour out my spirit uh, on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. See, many of the, the people, that they had not, uh, there had not been a prophet. The, the spirit had not been moving for years and years and years until Jesus enters the scene. And, and many had thought that 
it wasn't going to happen again. And here Peter is connecting, says, no, now this is that time that was talked about um, all the way back in Joel, that the spirit of God is moving again. The, the, um, he is using uh, prophets again. Uh, God is moving. He is doing something new. So again, he's connecting. He's not trying to replace um, the Old Testament. It is the fulfillment uh, of the Old Testament. And then he, uh, he also uh, connects Jesus with David um, in Psalm, uh, Psalm, uses Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11 there in verses uh, 25 through 28, um, that uh, Jesus is connected. He is in the line of David. Um, and then he, he continues on um, and uh, just kind of talks about what had been done to Jesus and how he had uh, been uh, crucified, um, how he had been raised uh, to God um, and now sits at the right hand of God. Um, and now he sends his Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, I, I love it says, uh, verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Again, everything is connecting Jesus as the Messiah that had been talked about in the Old Testament. Um, and then verse 38, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, right? What is the, the heart of the message, the gospel message is to repent, to change of our ways, to, to start living differently, to start living godly, um, to repent and to ask for forgiveness. Um, that is something that is inherent to the message uh, of the gospel. Um, and then the church begins to grow. So it, it grows very quickly. Um, that day, many uh, believe. Um, verse 40 says, And with that, many other words he testifies and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Um, and then the, there were thousands that were added that day. And uh, verse 42, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. So the teaching and fellowship, so they continued to learn. Um, they continued to fellowship with each other. Uh, they broke bread together. They prayed together. And um, then it says, uh, then fear came upon every soul, or they were, they were in awe at what the disciples, the apostles were able to do for the many wonders and signs um, of the apostles. And then for this time period, they're here, they're all had come in. So many of these people had come into Jerusalem for this festival. Now they're there and they, they started sharing all that they had in, in common. Um, I've, I've heard this passage used to you know, say, well, maybe this is uh, you know, a, a collective, uh, you know, supports a, a collective government system. Um, I, I think that's definitely a stretch. It's just saying what, what had happened. All these people had come into Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, were planning on going back at home, but had an unbelievable experience. And they all stuck together because this is a new movement. And so they started sharing what they had with one another. And the church begins to grow um, from, from there. All right, that, we're going to stop right there. Um, and we will continue um, on Thursday. Read Acts chapter 3 through 5. Acts chapter 3 through 5. All right. I hope you're, you're ready to begin the, the chronological walk through the church age. 
All right, next week, or next, sorry, next Thursday, Acts chapters three through five. See you then.